Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, Bo, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is Inside the Nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. You still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's Barry's Talk Live. You're listening to us on podcasts at every platform except Spotify because they're stupid and they hate us. I'm Bonerwood. It's February 4th, 2023. The year's already flown by. We do not have recoil or PTS dog, Joaquin with I. And, uh, he said he was going to make it this week, but again, six is a no show because he didn't take his blue pill. Go figure. And I guess Google's <laughs> computer is acting up again. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but we do have with us tonight, straight from Alaska, it's the pig man himself. Oink. Woo woo. Party fest, folks. This, this is a three day party for me, myself, and I. And oh, wait a minute. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, first and foremost, to uh, uh, Professor Hankel. It's his birthday today. Uh, I have one tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, our brother JJ has one on Sunday or Monday, whatever the hell day that Monday. is. Monday. Today's Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. You know, when you go to bed one day, you get up the next, you go to work one day, you go to you get off the. Yeah, it, it's confusing. But yeah, the three days in a row, it's uh, President Equal, myself, and then uh, JJ's birthday. So yeah, we're going to celebrate this weekend. Yeah, my, my whole week days have been all screwed up this week. Not even gonna lie. I thought yeah, Wednesday or- was Tuesday and I thought Tuesday was Wednesday because of the, it was, it's a whole monstrosity in this house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we got our token black man, the man out in Texas, ass, our Marine crown eater himself. It's Sergeant Wardog. Barely hear you, man. <laughs> Psych like war gang in the building. That's better, but uh, you might want to put that Bluetooth back on. <laughs> Damn, that bad? Yeah, it sounds like you put the phone down in the kitchen and you're talking in the bathroom. <laughs> this is why I say Luckily, use a I damn computer. <laughs> oh, shit. Sound check. 
Sound check, sound check. That's that's why we get together during pre-show. That's why I say use a computer. <laughs> but um, before we go in to talking about the rest of the show and introducing our guest, we have some stuff to get out of the way. Uh, let's see. Yes, Valentine's Day is approaching very soon. Uh, it's literally like a week from Tuesday coming up. So, yeah. You need to do that. Oh, you made up holiday? Yeah, that that thing. Um, <laughs> like like birthdays, because thanks to Hallmark, we now have birthdays. Uh, <laughs> and diamonds are forever. Um, but uh, we have a Valentine's Day promo special. It's one day only, February 14th. It's 25% off everything at the DV Radio Store. Just go to dvradio.net, click on the DV Radio Store. Uh, we should have something new there for you guys to get. Uh, in terms of bumper stickers, we may have a new t-shirt design. We don't know yet. Uh, but as always, Sergeant War Dog stuff, uh, his psych ward gang, the Asintem shirt, um, Betsy Ross, uh, PTS dog, DV farm and DV against DV stuff, which goes to change, change unchained. All of that stuff is there and waiting for you to grab anything that's DV radio goes to DV radio, all that juicy jazz. But that's February 14th, 25% off of everything right on dvradio.net. Just click on the DV Radio store. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's all I can think of for the DV Radio sound. Um, if you go over to the About Us page, we did, uh, do some extra and rearranging links over there under the DV against DV. Uh, we've added a few, uh, that we didn't have on there before. Uh, because I'm an idiot and forgot to add them. And, uh, I need to add, uh, uh, what's, what's the purple place? Purple heart homes. Yeah. I got to add them somewhere that I didn't have them. And then did you add the Roger? That's the other one. That's the other one I was getting ready to. Uh, (laughs) I I added the purple place that I can never say. What is it only? Purple heart homes. Fucking tongue twister galore. Um, I need to add Roger to the DVR family as well. So I got to do that one, which will make it uneven, which really pisses me off. As usual, right? <laughs> I hate odd numbers. I hate it. OCD is a motherfucker, but whatever. Thank you, Windows Security, for telling me there's no virus or threats. Thank you. I needed it during the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Will we get a Valentine's Day card from Scooby? You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you guys want a Valentine's Day card from Scooby, if you'll send at least $5 on Kofi to cover the, the shipping cost, I'll, I'll get you guys a Valentine's Day from Scooby. How's that? It'll be a picture of Scooby and it'll be a little postcard thingy it might not arrive on valentine's day exactly but i'll do that for you guys how's that sound because dr mayhem just asked so <laughs> he asked in chat and if, if you're listening you're not in chat and you can go to dvradio.net slash chat and start talking with us huge shout out to our fed who's been listening for 67 hours and 52 minutes uh, <laughs> i can't believe that and for what we have no idea nope uh, we got our German listener and we got a few others. We got Mayhem, uh, Mr. Edmure's Mayhem. Uh, we got somebody in Florida. I'm guessing it's your family there, War Dog. And we got Mama P, Miss Fester down in Charlotte listening to us tonight. 
that I know for sure. If you're listening through a VPN, I, I can't tell. Um, but yeah, so that is, is there any other business we need to get out of the way, uh, only with DB radio, DB farm or any of our partners and DBR family? Uh, I don't think so. I know, uh, just out of reading through this many Facebook posts that, uh, Tony price, uh, our gold star ride foundation, he's getting ready to set out again, uh, across the country here shortly. So he's raising funds for that endeavor. But uh, other than that, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, the only other two things that I can think of is uh, if you haven't read the fight series, fight one, two, and three, please do that. That's by Betsy Ross. You can get them over at Amazon. Um, and you can also get them on what's the other one? Is it Barnes and Noble? I can't remember off the top of my head. Anymore. I think it's Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can go to the DVR family and you should be able to find it. Uh, if, her, if her website isn't up uh, back up right now, uh, we'll have it up pretty soon also what's how wood turning go buy some stuff from uh joaquin pts dog okay. he's got some great wood made wooden made stuff all handcrafted dude bust his ass and i'm glad to see that uh he's making headway finally uh we'll have him on new site up soon as well god there's a lot of sites i'm doing dude jesus fuck or excuse me monkey balls media is doing <laughs> <laughs> Bow and recoils uh, yeah. behind that. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> I love when uh, me and recoil was talking about a media company, and I was like, I'd like to do one called Monkey Balls Media. And he was like, Do it. <laughs> I was like, Are you serious? He's like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we called it Monkey Balls Media. <laughs> yeah, and here's, here's wishing the speedy recovery to him as well. That look, those pictures look pretty nasty that he shared with us in chat. Yeah, he, uh, he had an incident uh, about a week ago now, and he uh he was helping uh tear some trees down and his his fingers got caught in the, in the rope and really fucked his fingers up he had some surgery yesterday uh we'll know in a week or so a couple weeks uh how the recovery's doing hopefully he'll be able to get back to playing guitar uh but yeah it, it was some nasty stuff we didn't mention it last week uh cuz we didn't know what they were going to do but he did have surgery yesterday the day before wednesday earlier this week yeah wednesday or thursday um he had it this week but uh they put some pins in there and uh, when they pull the pins out they'll uh they'll let recoil know you know if he'll be able to get the full functionality or at least enough to play the guitar and stuff like that because if you know me and recoil music is our life essentially i mean i do harmonica and some other stuff he does guitar and some other stuff so yeah but i love you I miss, I miss cupping your balls. Recoil. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, and Nogs is listening. Yes. Yes. He's living. Um, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, brother. It's glad. It's good to see you in. I haven't seen you in a while, but with all of that good stuff out of the way, we do have a guest tonight. He's a 25 year veteran, Navy SEAL and founder of Be the One. It is Mr. Dave Birkenfield. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, really good, really good. Just chuckling at your guys' intro. Classic. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Number one, we're glad that didn't scare you off. <laughs> come on, come on. All good. <laughs> Number two, let us know a little bit about your your military history and what you're doing with uh, Be The One, and then we'll dive into specifics and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So I think maybe maybe the place to start is actually a couple generations before me, and and uh, you know this is a timely timely interview actually because I'm I'm sitting here in San Diego at, at uh, some family's house, and my uh, I'm going to visit my grandfather tomorrow, who's actually just getting out of the hospital, but he's ninety ninety seven years old, Korean veteran, and uh, really really was the inspiration or a lot of the inspiration for me uh, joining the Navy. He was a Navy doctor in Korea, working with the Marines and right on the front line. And so, you know, growing up hearing stories about that just uh, drove service into me pretty deeply. And and uh, it's actually pretty interesting that now, now we're here talking about this and be the one that campaign the American Legion and I'm uh, getting getting to go see my grandfather again tomorrow so it's uh yeah it's a good 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 time so the uh the story here is is I did 25 years in the navy so you know I, I was actually uh in the army for a little bit prior um then I I realized that the army wasn't for me and I needed to uh needed to go into the seal teams and Joined the Navy and a classic Navy recruiter told me that even though I had to had I had already done Army boot camp, I needed to go to a Navy boot camp. So <laughs> I got two of those under my under my belt, which I sort of chuckle at now. And then um, and then ended up, you know, having an amazing run. I was a pre pre 9-11 graduate of BUDS. And then, uh, you know, 25 years later here, I retired about, you know, two years ago um, and then have been uh, got really, really fortunate and jumped into a dream job. And uh, so now I'm actually a team manager for a big professional uh, motorsports organization out of Indianapolis called Chip Ganassi Racing. And uh, so we run lots of different big motorsports programs, factory based programs with Honda and Cadillac and GMC and, and so it's uh, keeping me busy. It's, uh, you know, introducing me to a, a business, um, you know, high drive, high functioning organization for sure. It's won a lot of championships. And so uh, it's keeping me on my toes. But I sort of chuckle. I feel like I jumped r- right out of one frying pan right into one another frying pan at times. But, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been good. It's really good. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about the Legion here, but. Um. Yeah. What a what a great organization, and and really that's what we're we're here talking about. So, yeah, it's uh excited to jump right into it here with you guys. Well, first and foremost, we want to thank you for coming on and and being able to to sit here with us this evening and, and talk about uh be the one and and the Le- and the American Legion. Um, before we go into be the one, there's a lot of people that probably know what the Legion is because they hear it constantly and it's been around for quite a while. But for those who might not know what exactly it is and what it does, could you give us uh, a little bit about the American Legion? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's one of the sort of untold stories here that I, I, I think and feel that is really important. And, and part of the reason that I feel it's really important is I consider myself pretty darn educated as far as, uh, you know, military history. And, you know, I've, I've got a bachelor's of science in strategic studies and defense analysis. I'm, I'm, a, a, you know, it's something that really interests me. My, 
you know, I, I grew up with my nose buried in war books and history books. And, and before, um, you know, getting, getting involved and getting into, uh, into this current campaign with the Legion, I did not know really what the Legion was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I knew the Legion as the brick and mortar, one story building, you know, flying a flag in every little small town, uh, you know, $2 and 50 cents, you know, beer and a shot. And, uh, you know, but, but I didn't know what they were about. I didn't understand, um, what their purpose was. It was just like, yeah, it's some sort of fraternal organization, you know, they got something going on. They're associated with, uh, you know, veterans and that was about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and for me, I didn't do, I didn't do, uh, I didn't do the due diligence there of actually trying to, trying to understand what the Legion was about. And I had this, uh, sort of come to Jesus moment when, uh, you know, Chip Ganassi racing, um, we started talking to uh, a guy named Dean Kessel, who is the chief marketing officer of the Legion, about uh, a partnership um, with our motorsports team. And I realized that, you know, our our commercial chief marketing officer wanted me to, you know, sort of help with that. And first off, you know, as a SEAL, you know, there's seals all over the news right now. I mean, I feel like I walk through an airport and all it is is, you know, frogman seal books. And it's just <laughs> for me, it's it's a little <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a firm believer in the like what what you did here, what you see here, let it stay here when you leave here. And so, you know, I, I shrugged him off and was like, Yeah, I'm not really interested in talking to Dean. You know, I, I don't wanna be this story. I don't wanna be the I don't wanna be the uh you know, the front of the American Legion here. And, and really it was because I didn't know. Right. And so it, it sort of left at that for about six months. And finally our, our, you know, CMO came back to me and said, Hey, I really think you need to talk to Dean. And so I I said, all right, let me, let's talk to him. And so, you know, I spoke to him and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But after that conversation, I, I, I started getting educated and started really um, figuring out what the Legion was about, uh, you know, go down to their headquarters in Indianapolis and, you know, peruse the halls and shake hands with people and, you know, um, starting to, you know, do reading on all the things that they have done and realized that this may be the most important, uh, you know, veteran services organization that, the United States has. And, and I don't say that like lightly because there is a lot of great organizations that do great work, but this one instant is an institution, right? And institutionally, the things that they have done um, have touched every single veteran, every single serviceman, uh, men and women from, from every, uh, from every walk of life, from, you know, every, uh, you know, Army, Marine Corps, Navy, uh, sailors, Marines, you name it, right? Like everybody. And, and, uh, and then from every generation too, right? So 
the American Legion was founded in 1919. If you think about that, right? Like it's over a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. So this is not like a fly by night organization. This was a, um, you know, it was actually, it was actually founded, uh, from like over, a, a, over a thousand veterans and, and active duty officers and enlisted, um, from every branch. And, and a lot of them are names that, that you would know, right? Like if you actually look through the list of people, that uh that were a signer on this thing it's names like you know bill donovan which is really the founder of uh you know the oss and special operations as you is as we know it in this day and age in in uh you know teddy roosevelt's grandson i mean it's just like crazy stories here and so the the goal of this whole organization in 1919 was was to support veterans at every level you know financially it was to get them um you know the proper medical help it was to uh you know give them housing options it was to give them you know reintegrated um you know they they founded they they were the biggest lobby uh you know generationally here uh, in this country for veterans and the things that they have done, um, from then until now, uh, are, you know, they ring like, you know, you know, a, a giant gong here. I mean, it's things like the GI bill, mm-hmm. right? Like every veteran knows what the GI bill is. Every veteran is taking advantage of it in one way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, the post nine eleven GI bill and we're passing it down to our kids, or our wives or spouses, or maybe it put us through college. Um, you know, I mean, that was, that was in 1944 and it was the servicemen's readjustment act, right? Like what, what I mean, it, it basically explains exactly what they were trying to do. Let's try to find a path to help veterans get readjusted back into society, into a society. And, and in a sense, you know, if you follow that tail, um, you know, into the economics of it, uh, you know, in, in 1950, you know, when we start the middle class, right? Like, you know, 46, 47, 48, that's like, you know, the start of the middle class and, oh boy, dogs in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> and, uh, so it's like, uh, it's this funny story about, you know, the American Legion could have its, you know, really does have its fingerprints on the middle class, you know, the economic engine that we're still living on today. So, you know, and that, that's still, that still is going on as we speak. Um, you know, most recently, uh, the American Legion was, you know, key in, in solidifying the PACT Act, um, which is, you know, the Toxic Exposure Act, which has really affected a lot of, a lot of folks. And so, uh, you know, it's still, still grinding and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of generationally, you know, the, the veterans of World War II are, are grinding to, to support the veterans of, uh, Vietnam and the Vietnam veterans are grinding to support the, you know, <laughs> Gulf War veterans and, you know, generation to generation, we're supporting each other and supporting the, the veterans that are coming behind us. So, yeah, it, it, not only them, but the auxiliary units as well. That's, you know, an offshoot of those. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just, a, just a story from the American Legion. Uh, I had a, a coworker of mine pass away and the base honor guard couldn't be there for his funeral. 
and he was a member of the American Legion. And luckily, the Legion has their own honor guard that was there and able to send this, you know, service member off, you know, for his family uh, with all the honors and respect that he deserves. So, you know, hats off to the Legion, first of all, for everything they're doing. Again, their auxiliary units as well for the women, the children's, the whole nine yard. Uh, they're doing phenomenal things. So, I mean, I, I, I tried to get involved with them here, up here, but working a night shift and then day shift and then night shift, you know, <laughs> it, it just kind of throws me off and there's no way I can support them like I really want to and put forth the effort. But uh, they're doing amazing things. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing I think that goes overlooked with the American Legion is if it weren't for them, I don't think women veterans would have the care that they have in the VA system and, and, and stuff like that. Because it, it was bad prior before, uh, what was it, mid-90s, I believe it was. Um, that's just me. But uh, yeah, you're, you're yep. completely right. I think a lot of people fail to see what the American Legion has done. Uh in the past few years, much less the entire more than a hundred years, as you mentioned, uh, since they've been around and it's all thanks to those, uh, few thousand that got together, uh, around what was it? World war one. Exactly. 1919. Right. So, I mean, they, we had the joke, you know, don't thank me for my service, but I have to thank them for doing what they done. I mean, without them, where in the hell would we be medically and mentally and all that good stuff. Right. Um, It's, it's, it's hard to even comprehend, right? Like if you, if you think about like a lift, right? Like the lift that they have done and continue to do is, Mm -hmm. uh, is dramatic. And yes, I, for me, it's like part of this whole story is just trying to get that message out. And, and it didn't resonate with me. I just didn't know it. I didn't know that story. I didn't, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck on stories of, you know, the battle of the bulge and midway. And, you know, you don't, you don't read the stories about, you know, what, what organizations are doing and how they're rallying behind uh, people when they come home. Yeah. And I, I think that, I think that's part of this whole uh, veteran dilemma, um, you know, with mental health and everything else is that the the stories that are told are the ones, um, you know, on the, the battlefield stories are not necessarily told as dramatically, as accurately, as passionately for when uh, when guys come home, guys and gals come home. So, yeah, it's I think it's it's uh, it's powerful once you start getting into it and it's. And I feel very fortunate to, you know, be a, a really small cog in that, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. I think a lot of people's m- misconception about the American Legion, uh, is that it's just some old guys getting together, together to drink and have locker room talk, right? <laughs> That's what they see it as because, you know, you, you see a movie or TV show and you know everything there is to know about that community or that organization or that group. But it's a lot more than that. It's, it's a lot more than just the camaraderie. I mean, everything from homelessness to uh, uh, medical to youth programs, scholarships, uh, helping the youth get into law enforcement. I mean, there's so many things that the American Legion does that people don't know and don't understand because, again, they know it because they've seen a, an article or a show or something, right? But I, w- I, w- I wish and I hope that you are able to get that 
story and, and, and the understanding of what the American Legion actually is out there. Um, so we know what the Legion is, but what is be the one and how do those two tie together and how are you a part of this whole triangle for lack of a better term? Yeah. So, you know, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that, uh, you know, meeting I had with Dean at our race shop and, um, in Indianapolis. And, and, uh, so I get introduced, uh, you know, we're sitting, sitting up on the second floor and sort of overlooking all our, what's called our sub assembly chassis bay where all the race cars are getting built. And we're sitting there in a couple chairs and Dean doesn't I mean, he, he knows, you know, Hey, I was, a, he knows I was a seal doesn't really know my story, which I'll, I'll get into here in a few minutes, but, um, you know, I'm all ears, you know, Dean, Dean, what I will tell you is, uh, uh, Dean and his team are amazing, incredibly passionate. You know, everybody that I met at the Legion and work with at the Legion is, uh, you know, they're all in, they, they, they get it. They live it. They breathe it. Um, and they're fighting an uphill battle. They're fighting an uphill battle on uh, membership, on awareness, on brand recognition. And, uh, and they're fighting this uphill battle on, you know, what is the biggest dilemma that our generation of veterans have, which is veteran suicide. Um, and so, you know, I'm sitting there with Dean and, uh, you know, I know Dean, Dean's sort of shops a little bit, right? Like I, I did my digging a little on him and, you know, spoke to people in the business and, uh, you know, what, what's interesting here is when you start talking about, let's just, let's take a step into, into marketing and sports and sports marketing here for a minute. Um, you know, the biggest, the biggest televised things in history are sports events, right? Like, yeah, okay, a moon, a moon landing might pop up here and there or, you know, something like that, a huge, huge event. But generally speaking, the biggest televised, the biggest, uh, widespread recognized events, uh, globally are all sports events. Um, you know, to, to put, put that into perspective, the Indianapolis 400 or Indianapolis 500 has over 400,000, uh, people in the stands. Right. Like it is huge. And, and Dean recognized that, um, you know, he, he historically came from, uh, Lowe's and, and actually was instrumental in bringing Jimmy Johnson, uh, into NASCAR, uh, with Lowe's. And there's a lot of people in, in that line of work that, that, uh, recognize, that, you know, Jimmy Johnson's success and Lowe's national success is a brand are, are coincide. They're one and the same. Right. And so, you know, I'm sitting here speaking to a guy that, that knows how to build awareness. And, and, and I recognize that. And so the first thing that he tells me and he goes, Hey, so, uh, you know, he, he gives me a little bit of background on the Legion. Um, and says, you know, our, our membership, you know, our over 2 million members are and have recognized that veteran suicide, uh, veteran mental health is the number one thing that the American Legion wants to focus on. 
and uh, and I'm really interested in in uh, year in you know Chip Ganassi Racing helping us out with that in spreading that brand, spreading that awareness, and I, I want to know what your thoughts are. And so I didn't know I didn't know that he was going to hit me with that. You know, it was like I. I I was planning on meeting him, meeting him, but I didn't know he was going to hit me with that. And, uh, it hit me pretty hard and it hit me pretty hard. Um, because I lost my brother to suicide in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not a veteran, but my older brother, uh, incredibly close to me. Um, you know, I looked up to him like you always do with an older brother. And, uh, and so that, that struck me pretty hard. And I've also lost so many teammates to suicide that it, it is shocking. And it's still, um, it is still like happening regularly. You know, I, I went down today, you know, I'm in San Diego. I live in Indianapolis now, but I'm in San Diego. I go down to, uh, Coronado to go sort of, you know, stroll some of my old haunts down there and walk into there's a, there's a famous, you know, frogman bar called Danny's down there. And I walk into Danny's and, you know, it's all these memorial pictures of all these guys that I've known and, and knew um, that most of them were killed in combat. But if you know what you're looking for, there's probably half a dozen or a dozen that, um, you know, committed suicide. And, and, you know, this is it's something that every community is fighting, every community um you know, in the military, every veteran community is fighting and. Uh, and frankly, we're probably losing, right? Like we, we need to, we need to come up with a way to push back. And I mean, push back hard on this. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Dean and I'm thinking, okay, you know, Dean doesn't know this story. He doesn't know my story. He doesn't know, you know, these faces that I know. He doesn't know. He didn't know my brother committed suicide. You know, he, he definitely didn't know how this has affected me. And I, I told him, I said, Dean, you know, I, I'm going to go away and uh, talk to some, some of my teammates and some of my friends here. And then uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to you. And so I, I sort of went, uh, went back, talked to a number of teammates that I really trusted and said, Hey, is this something that, that I should get behind here? And, uh, and sort of, you know, push on a little bit. And, and it was really a resounding, absolutely, right? Like it's with the right organization, it's with the right cause, and it's with the right people in the right vision. And so I, you know, I came back to Dean and I said, yep, okay, I'm, I'm all in here. Whatever you need me to do, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's start setting up some meetings. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's lay out some metrics. Let's, uh, let's, win this fight and and dean super appreciative um and basically we put a couple dots on a calendar and said we're going to come back and get together here soon and so we did that over a number of uh, over a number of meetings and they sort of culminated in a meeting at the indianapolis gp which is another another uh indycar race and Dean, Dean pulls me aside and he says, he's got a big folder, big pamphlet. And, uh, he says, I want you to look at some stuff. This is, this is what the team's been working on. And, uh, I I think it's really, I think it's really good. And so we start fishing through it and it, it is a, you know, highly professional branding deck, media deck, 
um, success, like how, how we're going to approach this phase by phase, raising awareness, raising money, raising, uh, you know, lobby interest, right? Like it, it's, it's sort of everything. And, and I'm looking at it, but all the metrics are wrong. Like, and I, we, re- we recognize that, that we're going to have to define some sort of metrics to win this, to like get ahead of this. And the, the looming number in veteran suicide is this, this, uh, 22 a day, right? 22, 23, 19, right. whatever the statisticians tell you it is, where those numbers come from, um, can be a little gray and can be a little murky depending on whether you're talking about active duty servicemen, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, actually, you know, someone, you know, shooting themselves or, or maybe, you know, someone, you know, uh, dying in a car accident because they're, you know, we're drunk, right? Like it, it's, there's, there's some, there's some weird, there's some weird numbers that how that approaches uh, and how that sort of, how you look at that. There's a lot of but, factors that go into it that make it where you're like, is it really 22 or is it more at the end of the exactly. day? Exactly. And, and, and that, that 22 a day has held on in the veteran community. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of organizations that are, uh, are using that as the mm-hmm. mantra. And I, and I think that's powerful. I, I, I do think that's powerful, but for, for us, um, in what this was about, uh, this really was about, you know, me looking at all these, all these figures and data and slide decks and, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking about my brother, right? Like one person, right. I'm thinking about, you know, any number of my one teammates and, and, you know, I sort of slide the deck into a big pile and push it across a Dean. And I say, I said, you know, all these numbers are great, but at the end of the day, if we can just, if we can just save one life, like one at a time here, like we're going to start doing something. And, and that was really the start of it, right? Like it, it started out as that, that single phrase. And then from there, you know, it's iterated and, and we've recognized that it is, uh, it's more than that. Um, yes, that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to save one life at a time, one teammate at a time. But we're also trying to, uh, you know, highlight this conversation. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to have, um, and get, get in front of this whole thing and, you know, make it okay to ask for some help, make it okay to, uh, to ask if a teammate needs some help to, you know, have some of these hard conversations yeah. and, and make no mistake, they are hard conversations. And I've had a lot of them. Yep. That's one of the other things that in some, you know, rhyme or reason, I end up on a, a bunch of these conversations and I've lived through all different versions of it. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that's really it. That, that was the start um, that was the start of be the one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's, you know, Dean and his team came back, um, you know, came back to me and, you know, frankly, I was really honored, right. Like came back and, uh, said, Hey, Hey, we want to put this on an Indy car. Uh, we're going to run it at the Indianapolis 500. Uh, we're going to, uh, do 
a uh, veteran suicide spot with Jimmy Johnson um, in the middle of the Indian Indianapolis 500, which is a very powerful, uh, very powerful spot. If you if you Google Jimmy Johnson, be the one campaign, mm-hmm. um, it, it's worth watching. And so, uh, you know, for me, it was just it. You know, it, it, it started out as a, as a little bit of a passion project for me. It then turned into a little bit of a, a marketing exercise, which then turned into, you know, a real task, right? Like, you know, how do we get this in front of the most people, the most people? How do we, how do we build a brand that people recognize? How do we make that brand actionable, right? Like, you can you can have some catchphrase that people recognize. You can have the energy of the multi-million dollar member million membership of the American Legion, but if it's not actionable at the end of the day, you have nothing. And so, so uh, you know, trying to figure out how to create action items there, and and let go of hope. Uh, and what I mean by that is is I hate the word hope, right? Like I hope it'll get better. Right. I hope we'll come up with something. I hope. Uh, Jimmy, uh, gets help, right? Like, give me a break. That's yeah. the fuck. <laughs> and so it's like, we got, we got to really think about how we approach this. And, and I think the Legion's doing it the right way. And it's not where I mean, we're not done. Right. I mean, this is not something that's a, you know, fire and forget thing. This is a generational thing. This is something that, uh, we need to keep energy into like the GI bill, right? Like it, it's going to have to continue to move and grow and gain energy and uh, move within, um, you know, the lobby community in DC. And, and we're starting to see that. And, and that is really, I think that's really important. Um, you know, I was, I, at the, I was at the American Legion's national conference last year and the secretary of veteran affairs was, you know, speaking and talking about the be the one campaign and, you know, for me, it was like, that's pretty cool, right? Like, it's, uh, we're, we're trying to touch every veteran. So yeah, it was, it was cool. And, and we're working hard on it. Yeah. And I got to say, I am actually one of the benefactories of that change that they made to the GI Bill because initially when I joined the military, I was going to be a father. So that $100 a month that I had to contribute was going to be put to use better, I thought, at that time for diapers and formula and what have you. So I turned down the Montgomery GI Bill. Well, once you turned it down at basic, you know, at that time, you couldn't get it again. But through the lobbying and through everything else, they actually changed it to where now you have the post 9-11. I was able to sign up for it and got my bachelor's degree through that, plus extra training as far as, you know, uh, you know, got certified in welding, got my CDL license, all kinds of other things because of that change. So, you know, with this veteran suicide, like you said, it's, it's got to evolve. It's got to change with the, with the times and it's, it's something that we have to adapt to. And I think the, the Legion's doing it right. Yeah, 100%. And and you said a, something earlier that we have said since I took over DV Radio back in October of 2015. Holy shit, it's almost been 10 years. I'm like, um, <laughs> but uh, you said, what if we can save just one? And that's our yep. thing here. We talk about the 22 and, and we talk about all that. But at the end of the day, it's that one person that is struggling so fucking hard that they listen to us and they laugh and they forget all their demons for that one or two hours or that 30 minutes or, or what have you. 
And over the years, we've gotten emails from people who have said they stayed sober, whether it was drinking or drugs for that weekend, just to hear this show, just so they could go into work that Monday and be okay. Or they listen to us at work so they can stop thinking about the bullshit. And we've had people who have lost their spouses who said without us, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to make it. And that is more, that is worth more than any paycheck we could ever get. And we don't get paychecks, <laughs> um, but it, it me you cannot personally for me. And, and I think I, I can speak for Oink and, and War Dog and, and the rest of the TV radio staff. You cannot sit here and tell any listener, any family member, anybody that supports the armed forces or anybody that's had to deal with suicide, how much it touches you and how much it means to you when somebody says, you stopped me from pulling the trigger or taking those pills or drinking myself into a, into a grave. Like it, it, you can never repay that or explain that at any level. It's, it's literally impossible. So on that note, Holy hell, we didn't know who you were or be the one was at all before tonight. Um, but I'm so glad that you're on talking about this because we have so much more in common than just being, uh, ex military veterans or whatever you want to call us, uh, assholes. I don't know. Um, (laughs) when you guys started the be the one campaign with the American Legion with, uh, uh, Chip Ganassi racing. Have you seen the impact that it's made so far or is it still building to where you can say we have done something? Yeah, I think, I think uh, (laughs) that's an interesting one, right? Like we see just because at the end of the day, we're, we're a sports business, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so on, on the, if I put a business hat on here for a minute, so we see the reach numbers, um, you know, like on a, you know, statistical side in the reach numbers are significant. Um, so that's important, right? Like that's just a uh, recognition. I, I think where it hit me, um, where I think we're, we're, we're starting to make a difference mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, we, we were at this national convention last year and at the end of the convention, we, we did a, um, a talk with myself and uh, a, a really um, smart psych psychologist that has uh, you know lost family members to suicide and has really jumped into the mental health space. And you know this is at a big place. This is the thousands of Legion members from every state in the country, right? And uh, you know all hands on deck. We went right after the opening ceremonies and and. You know, at the end of that thing, we we had everybody stand up that had, um, you know, been one degree of separation away from someone that had committed suicide or someone that had, um, you know, some mental health issues, challenges in their life. And I tell you what, everybody in the, the I mean, everybody in the damn hall stood up. Right. And, and to look out at that group and then say, you know, are, are you, you know, who is willing to participate in this? 
Like who is willing to be that person? Who is willing to be the one to participate and get involved? And every single person raised their hand, right? So when you start thinking about that, like it starts with one, mm-hmm. but uh, but we can become a, a, a force for good very quickly um, when when we're surrounded by like-minded people. And at the end of the day, that's what the, the military is about, right? Service, service greater than self, uh, being surrounded by like-minded people, um, you know, <laughs> serving a purpose here. And a lot of, the, a lot of veterans, when they get out, that's one of the things that they're, they're lost, right? Like they don't have that purpose. And so if we can make this a purpose and, uh, then I, I think we're, we're onto something here. And I think we're going to be much bigger than, just one uh, small brand. Um, I, I think we're going to be, you know, agnostic to whoever's doing it. It's going to be, hey, be the one. It's going to have nothing to do with the Legion at some point, which is, I think that that's that's really cool. You know, it has it has it has lots of growth potential, and we're already seeing it. One hundred percent. And I'm sorry I caught you off guard there. We we asked the hard questions here. Um <laughs> I'm good. I like hard questions. That was easy. That was like super easy. <laughs> um and you know we've worked with Boone Cutler and the Spartan Pledge, and I, I know a lot of people who make fun of the Spartan Pledge for one reason or another because of of what's what the words are, you know, you'll speak to a battle buddy, uh, before you decide to kill yourself and stuff like that. And yes, we did warn you guys that we were talking about suicide, you know, here on barracks talk and DV radio, we don't pussyfoot around. We say the words. Um, but at the end of the day, that is the mission, right? Reach out to somebody and, and don't wait until the last fucking second. You can't. And, and, with everything all these organizations have done, individuals have done, um, American Legion obviously has done, and now what you guys are doing, I, I, I can't applaud you enough for taking on that task, as it were. It, even though it was hard at first to decide, obviously. I mean, hell, I thought radio was going to be easy, and trust me, it's not. Uh, <laughs> but... We, we've had talks with followers back when we had the, the over 2 million follower page on Facebook. And we, uh, I had to talk to a couple people and stayed up over the weekend. Never got a, got a one second of rest. And I've talked to a couple of our hosts who tried to commit suicide or were going to commit suicide. It's not easy. It never gets easier. And we've, I've probably heard as many, if not, the exact same stories and reasons that you've heard. Um, but at the end of the day, what we've preached here at DV radio, dysfunctional veterans and DV farm. If we can just save one, that one turns into two, that two turns into four, so on and so forth. And that's why we work with places like objective zero. I mean, if not for objective zero, I think we have an even bigger crisis on our hands because during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, like Chris and Betsy said their numbers increased greatly. Um, and I have to applaud them on that because they almost didn't get taken off and, uh, uh, started, excuse me. 
And again, it's that one, right? And word of mouth. And it's not always about the big advertising, the big names, the big stories. It's that one person that talked to another person that said this to that person to get them to use this resource, right? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting, uh, you know, I get asked that question all the time, like, what what can I do? And mm-hmm. and and um, you know, that's a hard question. But like like if you don't if you don't know, it's a hard question. But actually, when you start thinking about it, it's got it's anchored in some really simple things. And you know, the the first thing what I what I what I would say is that. You know, the, the biggest thing, the two biggest things that veterans, I, I feel, this is my opinion here, two biggest things that veterans uh, struggle with is uh, transitional periods and um, a sense of community. And so the, the transitional periods are, you know, stable marriage to divorce, um, you know, good health to bad health, uh, financial stability to, you know, shitty financial situation, uh, being in the military and having a purpose to, you know, being out of the military. And six months later, you're, you know, living in an apartment with no purpose. Um, you know, I think that that, that transitional period is a huge high risk period for veterans. Um, and when you start combining those things, like risk levels go up for sure. Yep. Um, when, when you start talking about, you know, what can push back against that, you know, sense of community, absolutely sense of community. And, and I almost don't care where that sense of community comes from as long as it's, uh, you know, in some way, shape or form, healthy, right? Like the sense of community with the guy, your, you know, your buddies that are all fucked up too. And all they want to go do is drink their faces off. And yeah. it's maybe that maybe that's not the best one, but you know, I got a buddy, I got a buddy that's in a bowling league and, and the name of his league, the name of his team on the league is the Britney Spares, right? Like, <laughs> and it's hilarious, right? Like, you know, it's just where, where you find some happiness, where yeah. you find some, where you find comedy, mm-hmm. where you find like-minded people, because once you start getting that, then you can be present in those moments. And I, I think that that's one of the, one of the other parts of this is like, we are, man, we are disconnected. People are disconnected. You don't, we, I, I see it every day. Um, you know, taking a couple, taking a couple moments to unwind and actually have a conversation with people. Uh, you know, it's something I try to do. I, I, one of my favorite things to do is to, you know, I'm, I travel a lot, right? Like I'm bouncing all over the country, all over the world, really. And, and, um, I love hunting guys in veteran hats, right? Like, because in airports, dude, you see a lot of guys in veteran hats. They're in every fucking world. (laughs) Yep, exactly. In the older, the better. I, I, I I usually pick the older guys, and I love if I have an extra twenty minutes, and one of those guys is sitting down, I'll go get a cup of coffee, and I'll plop down right next to him, and I'll start talking to him, right? Like, just because. 
you know, I feel that, you know, that sense of being in the present and interacting with people, we're losing it. Like, oh, yeah, man, we are losing it. 100%. I mean, it's like, uh, during the pandemic, I had to go to the hospital and, and have some, uh, scans done, but I'm sitting there drinking that dye bullshit. And there's a guy, uh, on the other side of the room whom I can't talk to because he's so down far away and, you know, the six foot mantra. Uh, but he had the, uh, the, uh, the veterans hat on and he got called back before I did and he's getting up and he comes over there and I'd had this tattoo for a while, but it's a two headed dragon that's not finished. And he said, I really love that tattoo, brother. And I was like, of all the things the man could have commented on. <laughs> It was my tattoo, but he was a, he was a Vietnam veteran. And I was like, it, it, it was one of those things where you, you, if you're not a part of the veteran community, you don't understand the connection by just a few simple words, right? It, it's just like any other community that you recognize them because of the way they talk or the way they walk or the way their hair is or, or whatever. And it's, it's the same way with us. But when he said that, you you just it's that uplifting moment right it's that camaraderie again that you're back in the barracks if you were with your buddies again it's it's that same feeling yeah definitely definitely and however we figure out how to get that like i'm all for it right i think the other the other thing that's really has been a mantra to me is uh like if someone's struggling, you got to get involved, right? Like, you know, the SEAL teams have this, have this, you know, thing in the absence of leadership, I will lead. And, and I, I think that that can be looked at a lot of different ways. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you an example about how, some, how hard sometimes some of these conversations can be. And it's not necessarily always with the person. It could be, the logistics of having the conversation with, with the person. So I had a, I had a friend teammate of mine in the hospital dealing with some massive health issues, you know, talking about, you know, some amputating an arm and just man is fucking struggling. He's struggling, struggling transitional period, good health to bad health. Right. Mm -hmm. At the same, same time, his marriage is basically failing, right. Transitional period. He's fighting, uh, you know, some some medication painkiller shit. Transitional period, right? And and he and I are talking on the talking on the phone, and basically he's like, "I'm done. I'm giving up. I hate this. No one, no one cares." Right? Like he's literally texting me, "I'm gonna kill myself." Right? right? Like I'm 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 done. And and I'm a million miles away. I can't get there. Right. So it's like, what do I do? Like, what, what do I do in this moment? What do I do? Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is like blatantly, it's staring me in the face, right? Like it's, I'm looking at the text. There's no, there's no shying away from what's happening here. Right. And so, you know, I, I end up calling the hospital. I get off the phone with him. I talk to a couple of my other buddies. None of us can get there at that moment. You know, and so I just called the hospital and I, I called the hospital and you would not believe, you know, I get it. Hospitals and P 
PII and personal information protections and, you know, like, right. you know, patient rights and all that shit. Uh, it took me probably 50 minutes with the hospital to actually get to his attending nurses. Right. Like I just, it was just, I am not going to say no to this. I'm not going to hang up. Yep. Right. And, um, and it, it, it was incredibly frustrating, mm-hmm. right? Cause here you are talking to, you know, healthcare professionals. And at the end of the day, they get it too, but the system is working against you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we ended up getting, getting him some help and, you know, and, you know, he was incredibly appreciative and he's doing much better now. And he's, you know, got some other really unique help. Um, you know, he's in some of the psychedelics treatments and, you know, he's, he's doing a lot better. His arm is doing better. And, you know, it's just like, but in that moment, you know, that hospital is about ready to discharge him on his own in that headspace. And and it was like, you know, that, that willingness to ask hard questions or get involved is, uh, is sometimes really hard. And, and it's easy to say, I, I don't want to be involved. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's challenging. Yeah. It- yeah. I had a similar situation where I had a buddy of mine that uh, unfortunately is no longer with us. He passed away because of uh kidney failure and what have you, but uh, he was in the same boat where I knew he was out and about in the countryside with a shotgun, his wife called and, you know, she's in a panic and, you know, same thing. He's talking suicide. He's going to do it. He's going to end it. He's tired of, you know, the, the typical, struggles that everybody faces and here I am in Alaska and he's down there in the lower 48. So I ended up because I was stationed with him for 12 some years that, you know, he was a brother. He was more of a brother than just, you know, somebody you're an acquaintance. So I, I, I took the, the, you know, hard steps of calling a local sheriff's office and telling him, here's his number. Here's what he drives, ping his damn phone. He is not in the right headspace. And luckily one of the state troopers there um, is prior military as well just went off shift, heard the call come across his radio and literally it pulled him over a half hour prior just for, you know, his speed, but let him go. So he knew about the whereabout area where he was at. And and long story short, they found him. He's okay. Uh, He got some help. But like I said, unfortunately, uh, medical issues, uh, you know, surpassed to that, but luckily he wasn't, you know, by his own hand. But like you said, it takes those hard questions and getting involved and doing something uh, to prevent that. Yeah, we only have a few minutes here, but two that I talked about here on on GV Radio uh, a few years ago when uh, SRP was still here, uh, we uh, we had a veteran. He was saying some shit in chat, and it just wasn't him. And we ended the show, and, and we started talking to him. And I'm not shitting you. He was doing eight balls of coke on Skype with us, telling us his plan, you name it. We knew everything. And this was 4th of July weekend. 4th of July was that Monday. And that was the weekend I didn't get a wink of sleep. And we actually had a, uh, uh, had some, uh, police go and check on him and they, they pulled him out of his house and, and got his guns and all that. And he hated us. He absolutely loathed us for all of, six months and then when he got straight and he 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 got sober he he loved us he thanked us and and unfortunately like oink said he he succumbed to uh 
some health issues that he had. But uh, the other one was Marquis, and he's talked about it here on on the show with us before. He he's diabetic, and he was going to put himself into a diabetic coma in a hotel by himself after he had an argument with his wife because they were in some financial bullshit. And uh, his wife hit me up, and I called him straight away, and I was on the phone. I think two hours all together, but in the first 40 minutes, myself, six, top, recoil, and battle in distress had somebody in the area on their way to check on him. And I've seen a lot of grown men cry. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably the hardest conversation I've ever had is listening to your brother who wants to kill himself because of some money problems cry saying I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking done. But it's one of those things that, you know, <laughs> I hate to say you, you want to do it or you don't want to do it. Right. Because there's some people that can't do it. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. And I don't mean that in a downing way. They just, they can't do it. It's impossible for him to do it. And I'm, I'm not, you know, pad myself on the shoulder <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, because it's, it's something I'd rather not do. It's like when we talked to, to Betsy and Chris Mercado of Objective Zero, it would be absolutely wonderful if tomorrow they woke up and they didn't have to have Objective Zero because suicide would not be a thing, right? Like I would love to wake up in the morning and suicide not even be a thing. Like nobody knows what suicide is because it shouldn't be. Um, but on a happy note, <laughs> we say all that to say this. Um, <laughs> so, sorry we got so dark there but Dave I know a lot of people are probably wanting us to go much further into this and I'm telling you we could make a 24 hour podcast out of this if we really wanted to and I'd love to have you back on again um, but how can they number one get involved with be the one and two if they need help what can they do yeah I think I think those are good good sort of closers there for sure is is I think that, you know, like we've talked about, you know, whatever we can do to increase that sense of community, the best, the best thing you can do here is get way ahead of this thing, right? Like in those dire moments, that's the worst. You're in total damage control. You're in the like, you know, QRF mode at that point, right? Like you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not talking about sense of community. You're talking about let's, let's get out of the firefight. And that, that's like, that's too late. Um, so I, I think, you know, focusing on that sense of community, uh, you know, whether that's locally, whether that's, um, you know, you know, your, your, uh, off-road club or your shooting club or your community, your church, your barbecue team, man, I don't care what it is, as long as it's tight and as long as you can have uh, hard conversations, ask hard questions, um, I think a lot of this stuff is, is little, like simple steps, um, trying to live a healthy lifestyle, uh, you know, and then the last part is just really getting involved, right? Like I, I think that, uh, get involved, get educated, um, 
you know, be the one.org has a lot of great information, but as do like your local church, if you're religious, as do your local, you know, community healthcare practitioner, um, as do probably some of your teammates, right? Like people, you're only three degrees of separation from someone that can probably give you some help. So realizing that it's okay to ask for some help and that like your buddies, your teammates are they're they're not going to look down on you at all. Like, give me a break. Like we're so far past that. Mm-hmm. Like we are generations past that, that it's, it's, uh, you know, at this point, it's sort of like, come on, just ask, just ask for some help. Um, I think the fact that in, in America right now, we have a, a crisis line, 988. And then if you're a veteran, 9881 is a veteran crisis line. I think that's an indicator of where, where we're at culturally in the sort of mental health space is that, you know, like, like, uh, 911. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, what's the, what's the call before you dig line? Like, give me a break, right? Like yeah. we have, <laughs> we now have a crisis line. Um, but you know, all those things are really easy ways to be involved. Um, you know, join the American Legion, right? Like, how about that? The American Legion's, uh, you know, they're fighting this thing as absolutely hard as they can do all the way up to, you know, DC and the beltway and, uh, you know, the executive branch fully expect, uh, more to follow here with this as, as we continue to get our arms around it. But yeah, I mean, I think that those would be my, my asks to people is, uh, ask hard questions, right? And those hard questions can be literally like, are you thinking about committing suicide? Are you all right? Yeah. And, and, uh, man, those are hard questions to ask. They're hard questions for me to ask. And I'm like sort of living and breathing this thing, you know, but when you actually look yep. at a friend and, and pull that one out, right? Like and, and be prepared for that answer. Be prepared yes. for that hard answer. What are you going to do if they answer? Yes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that those are, uh, those are good things. You know, I'd love, I'd love to come back on your guys' podcast and maybe we talk about some racing, right? Like the other, the other thing I'd I'd love to, uh, you know, if if we can get more veterans as uh, race fans, I'd love that. We have some great veterans in our race team. We've got, you know, Chinook crew chiefs and marketing folks. I got a tank mechanic, you know, and it's, it's a little bit, sometimes I feel like it's a little bit of a throwback to a, the bygone era where, you know, motorsports maybe held more sway, right? Um, you know, than it than it is now. And I think the yeah. veteran community, they get it, right? Like we're all motorheads in one way, shape, or form. We like yeah. big shit. We like. Yeah, I, you know, I grew up about sixty five so. miles outside of Indy and across the state line there in Illinois. But at the same time, I'm attending my first Daytona, first NASCAR event, Daytona five hundred this year. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to some some racing. So that's for sure. I'm going to tell you what, I grew up on the Farmington Dragway in Bowman Gray Stadium in North Carolina. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. The the old dirt tracks. We're all motorheads in some way, shape, or form. And and if you want to bring them on, we'll we'll make a whole party out of it, brother. I mean, we'll we'll make a laugh out of it. Uh, We actually have uh, a, a racing enthusiast. In, in our, in our chat room, who's also a veteran and he's a fan mayhem. 
So, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, Oink, Sergeant Wardog, you guys have anything you'd like to ask or uh, say to Dave? And then uh, your last thoughts, and and, and uh, we'll we'll end everything. Wardog, the floor is yours, my man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to affect the sound tonight. You're good. Um, <laughs> I, you guys know how. Uh, you guys know my own struggles with uh, with suicide and all. Um, after my three uh, tours in Iraq, that um, I've had to be hospitalized on five separate occasions, you know, due to uh, suicidal um, ideations and also. This has always been a heartfelt subject for me. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you, Dave, for coming on for everything that you've said. You informed me of a lot. I can't even uh, put words to everything that, you know, you've opened my eyes to. Um, This is the reason why um, I've started, you know, the little saying of mine, the psych ward gang, because of uh, each time that I did need to be hospitalized in a psych ward or, you know, the the joking names, the the loony bin, the nuthouse. Anytime I've needed to be uh, hospitalized, there's always at least one other veteran there. So, um, you know, now within the last maybe two to three years, I've finally become not ashamed to admit and, uh, you know, now able to embrace the fact that um, the times that I did need to reach out to the Veterans Crisis Line, which was twice, they did help my, you know, save my life because I'd given up, just like you mentioned, with any of the other uh, veterans that we were talking about before. So um, I, I really, again, want to thank you uh I give you the utmost respect as a SEAL. You know, hands down, that I give, that's a salute, bro. Um, but then the fact that, you know, you are still contributing to the veteran community, I can't thank you enough. Man, I'm a little speechless right now. I, I appreciate that. We're going we're gonna to stay connected here a little bit. I'm, I'm going to throw, uh, throw you some digits, and let's, let's get connected in person at some point, buddy. Right on, bro. Oink yeah, and just, man. just just to echo what Ordog said, you know, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. A as a military career, but B, what you're doing so much after the fact, you know, for our veterans, because that that's what matters the most. So thank you, like you said, uh, you know, just one veteran's uh, taking their life is too many, and you know, to, to be that one, you know, if you're that veteran that needs help, reach out. There's tons of places. Uh, battle and the stress. Obviously, our favorite objective zero to, you know, be the one at the American Legion. Get involved with your legions and, and VFWs. They are there for you, for the veterans. So, so many great programs. Like I said, the auxiliary units, the whole nine yards. So, and uh, objective zero. If you haven't checked those guys out yet, head over to objectivezero.org and download their free app where you can talk to an ambassador 24-7 about a plethora of things, whatever is bothering you. There's always another veteran standing by willing to talk to you about anything. So objectivezero.org. And uh, again, Dave, thanks for coming on and sharing your expertise and uh, what you're doing with uh, our fellow veterans. Yeah. Thanks guys. This is a, uh, it's been good. And, and I also want to thank, thank, uh, thank you. Right. Like reach. I recognize the reach here and, and uh, it's important that we tell this story and we need to tell this story in a different light. Um, I think you guys are all individually doing that in your own way. And uh, that's powerful. We just got to keep marching, right? Like we are, we are, we're all in the same boat. 
we're literally all in the same boat. We just got to keep rowing in the same direction at the same time. And we're going to get a lot of steam behind this. So thank you. Um, yeah. Be the one.org. Uh, keep an eye out for us this year in, uh, you know, the 2023 Indy car season. Uh, we'll be running a be the one uh, livery on a number of cars. Uh, we run four cars, Chip Ganassi Racing. We run four cars uh, all year. So, you know, we're, we're spreading the love here on all the cars. Um, we're trying to raise awareness as much as we can. Uh, and, uh, you know, happy to do it. Right. So thank you. No, thank you, Dave. Thank, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, the American Legion, be the one dot org. Go check it out. And we'll have all those links in the description as always. Don't forget. And I hate to add this on to everything else that, uh, we were talking about. Uh, but there is 25% off everything one day only on Valentine's Day, February 14th, dvradio.net. Just click on the DV radio store. We're going to end the show with the Spartan pledge. If you've not heard it, you'll get to hear it now. Uh, we all done it with Boone Cutler. Uh, we will add be the one.org and the American Legion to our resources. I think I had the American Legion there one time and I accidentally deleted it because it's not there anymore. Um, but, uh, we will add all that again. Dave, thank you so much for doing what you're doing for our fellow brothers and sisters and, and yourself, uh, and, and just the community, uh, for war dog oink and dave i'm Bo. you just heard barracks talk right here on wdvrdvradio.net until next week bucksicles bye-bye okay listen up before we start this understand what it is the spartan pledge is a battle drill it's what to do when you don't know what to do remember that i will be the last to fall two things every warfighter needs is a battle buddy and a mission. Repeat after me. I will not take my own life by my own hand. I will not take my own life by my own hand. Until I talk to my battle buddy first. Until I talk to my battle buddy first. My mission. My mission is to find a mission. Is to find a mission. To help my warfighter family. To help my warfighter family. Thank you. You've now taken the Spartan pledge. Don't let it die here. You are now authorized to go and tell other people, other warfighters. You don't take it for yourself. You take it for them. It's an agreement so they know where to go when they're having problems. Take this. Go give it to others. All the way. Make it happen.
go give it to others. Make it happen. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.